today on VFN TV, the difference a few years makes. We're going to be having a two-star two-star major that was threatened with court-martial for praying at the National Day of Prayer. We're also going to have the National Day of Prayer under President Donald Trump and the Senate chaplain, former Rear Admiral speak, uh, Rear Admiral Black, speak a powerful message before all of Washington, D.C. and our president today on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light, with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. We have so much for you today, we want to get right to it. Back in 2015, May 2015, a two-star, a two-star Major General, Craig Olson, got up to speak and he talked about his faith and, and his uh, prayer life and he was threatened reportedly for a court-martial for bringing up his, his relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's take a look. Let's go back and look at the program that we talked about it and then we'll say, show you what's taking place today under President Donald Trump. You know, Air Force Major General Craig Olson at the National Day of Prayer. We couldn't say it any better. He's over a 10, I think a $10 billion budget, something of that nature. You'll hear him talk about it how he dedicates and, and credits God for everything. And he's under attack by certain groups who are saying that this general shouldn't have been able to pray and talk like that. Well, today we're going to dedicate most of our program so you can hear uh, Air Force Major General Craig Olson on the National Day of Prayer. As a matter of fact, take a look. Let's join him here. The, the video is not that high quality, but you're going to be able to see him. God put me in positions in the church, in the Boy Scouts, in sporting uh, activities all positions to do uh, because he called me to, but I wasn't gifted or able to do. And each of them was more of a chance to depend on Christ. So that's why this, this picture here, I've been staring at it last night and staring at it in the morning, because what's that man doing? He's on his knees, bowed before God. Has anybody seen, we talked about uh, George Washington today, a painting of him with his horse on his knees bowed before God. Who has seen that? That is just emblazoned here, a military general on his knees before God, dependent on God. And so God has given me these experiences to drive me further and further um, beneath, before God, in position. I mean, early in my walk with God, pray as you're walking around, you know, pray at the dinner table, bow your head, sure. But uh, God put certain messages in my life and speakers in my life that taught me more specific things about prayer. One was at a Promise Keepers convention. A speaker, I think his name was Jack Hayford, he said he had trouble getting up in the morning with a good attitude. You know, alarm would go off and he'd be mad. Ugh, I don't want to get up. You know, and, um, and he said, well, that's not the right way to approach my day for God. So what am I going to do? Uh, I'll tell you what, God's going to... When the alarm goes off, I'm going to roll out of bed and fall on my knees. So the first position of the day is on my knees before God. And he said as soon as he started doing that, his attitude tended to change. I'm before God. He's given me another day to live. I need to live it for him. I'm pretty excited about that. The day I heard that, I started the very next day. Every time the alarm goes off, I'm going to fall on my knees. And I think it's been 20 years. I've been doing the same thing. So God gave me that picture. God gave me another uh, now retired major general. When I was uh, struggling with very difficult jobs that I knew I couldn't do on my own, uh, he went through a time of testing in his life when he lived 
in Colorado, and God put him prostrate before the Rocky Mountains. And you gentlemen know what they look like. Many of you know what they look like. They humble you because of the, the creator, the power of the creator. So he would get flat on his, his belly, prostrate before God every day, facing the Rocky Mountains. That was a very powerful picture in my head, in my heart. So I found myself doing that many times a day and during a week, closing the door of the office or finding some closet somewhere where I can get that way because I just need to. And I'll stop many times a day to pause in prayer for that next meeting, that next phone call, that next decision. So yes, you can pray like it's breathing, has been said today. But the position of that prayer really matters a lot to me. You just heard Major Craig Olson of the United mm. States Air Force, an amazing, 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 amazing. Christian general. And uh, we're going to talk about more when we get back from the break. But believe it or not, according to the the Air Force, uh, the Air Force, so we have time before the break. Okay. According to this article in the Air Force Times, John, mm-hmm. Uh, the Military uh, Religious Freedom Foundation uh, calls uh, Olson's statement that you just heard unforgivable crimes and transgressions and calls for the Air Force to court-martial him. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're called. This is this is according to Air Force Times. Say that again. The calls it's, for it's what? A, it's just what, according to the Air Force Times, Olson, you know, understand he fought for the right to do that. That's why he yes. actually, he and all of our soldiers fought for the freedom of the U.S. Constitution. So this is, this is the, according to the Air Force Times, Olson is now under fire for those particular comments that we just heard, which were awesome comments. You can live yes. by that entire yes. 23 minutes. And they're, uh, the, the Military Religious mm. Freedom Foundation. Think about the religious freedom. Right. Freedom front. They're going to front. Right. The military religious freedom foundation called for Olson's uh, statement. He said they said that his statement was unforgivable crimes and transgressions is what they called it, and they're calling for Air Force to court martial him for that. I mean, it's it's unheard of. It's it, insulting. If, if you're if we're operating constitutionally and legally, that w- that won't happen. So he can, he can defend our freedom, but he just can't, can't have operate. Any freedom. He can't, he can't have, have any freedom. Any. Wow. And 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 Wiki, uh, Mickey Weinstein, who is the head of that foundation, mm-hmm. said that Olson's speech is a brutal. That speech we just heard, the awesome, the one we just yeah. giving praise to yeah. God, gratitude, appreciation, honor. I think it was like Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. I heard a speech that's so encouraging, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And uh, but Mickey Weinstein, who is the head of that foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that Olson's speech is brutally is a brutal disgrace to the very uniform he is wearing in the solemn oath that he took to support and defend the United States Constitution. Wow. Amazing. What's happening to us? This is so exciting when you're about to hear what's happening. Listen, that particular uh, two-star major, though he was being threatened in 2015, we have a new president. This is a new day. And he was at the National Prayer Conference, President Donald Trump was, and you're about to hear the chaplain of the Senate, Rear Admiral Barry Black, he's retired as a, as a Rear Admiral, but he is the present day Senate chaplain, deliver a message sold out to Jesus Christ. And so the Lord heard that major, even though they threatened to court-martial him, guess what? Uh, we have a new president in town and you can preach Jesus all you want to. As a matter of fact, join us after the break. 
VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Data Radio Program. Every single day, we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to VFNTV.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's, we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices, and online. We're all over the world, and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store. You can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to VFNTV.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching. Welcome back. Well, that was tragic what we're talking about. That, that is Major General, two-star mm -hmm. Major General Olson, who was threatened when he shared his faith in the Lord. Yep. Uh, and so that happened so much in the last administration. It was, it was just unbelievable. But, of course, that former president said that we're no longer a Christian nation. Wrong. Mm -hmm. we're not, God, the Creator, said yes. we are. And look what happened. Now, this is our current president. I want you to see the contrast of what we talked about in 2015 and what he, he was confronted with. And now our, our brand new president, mm -hmm. President Donald Trump, is at the prayer breakfast. He just spoke, if you saw in our previous program, you heard him, him and Mark Burnett yeah. talk. But uh, he is preaching this message. Uh, Rear Admiral uh, Barry Black, he is the Senate chaplain. He is preaching this mes message in the present, in the presence of our president. In other words, whatever that was is gone. No A longer. new day is coming. That's why we wanted to be able to deliver his whole message to you 
So you can celebrate and realize this is going over all the congressmen, all the senators, all the, the president, his yeah. staff and cabinet, uh, the new uh, secretary of state's there, and they're hearing this message of the gospel, powerful message. So this is an answer to your prayer. You prayed that God would hear, he heard, and look at the message that went forth from Washington, D.C. This is the Senate chaplain, uh, retired Rear Admiral Barry Black. He's been there for eight years, I believe. And of course, President Trump said, I want him to yes. stay around. Yes. Listen up. President Trump, Vice President Pence, heads of state, members of Congress, speakers of parliament, visiting clergy, my father's children. As I listen to that beautiful rendition of I can only imagine, I found myself distracted from imagining that one day I could sing like that. <laughs> the Bible says, thou shalt not covet, and you have caused me to transgress the law of God today. <laughs> I don't get upset with people who sing well. I wish, however, they didn't make it look so easy. <laughs> I want to talk about making your voice heard in heaven. As has already been stated, our lawmakers get together each week for a prayer breakfast. One of the things that really inspires me about that prayer breakfast is the closing prayer when they stand and join hands and they pray together to see republican democrat independent praying together i find myself thinking where are the c-span cameras when you need them eh? one senator observed as some of you may have heard it's difficult to pray like that and then leave that room and go to the upper chamber and figuratively stab one of your colleagues in the back. The senator quickly added, it's not impossible, <laughs> but it is difficult. Fewer of you may know that the next day in one of the hideaways, senators from both sides of the aisle meet for a Bible study. The Bible study begins and ends with a prayer. Again, both sides of the aisle praying with and for one another. Some of you may not know that every Wednesday, the chiefs of staff get together for a Bible study that begins and ends with a prayer. Some of you may not know that every Friday, more than a hundred staffers, Capitol Police officers, janitors, waiters, waitresses, come together for a Bible study. And that Bible study 
begins and ends with a prayer. Paul had it right in Philippians 4, 22, there are saints in Caesar's household. And I am encouraged by the robust spirituality of so many who work on Capitol Hill. We have senators who are under the radar, but ordained ministers. I won't out any of them right at this time. We also have senators whose spirituality dwarfs my own. And so we need to come together and realize that when we pray, we are making our voice, our voices heard in heaven. I believe they gather because of that. Now we work at making our voices heard on earth. We march, we lift placards, we're involved in social media, we blog, we've got LinkedIn and We've got Google and YouTube and all the ways that we try to make our voices heard on earth. But when I see a, a group of people of faith of this size, I get an adrenaline rush. Because I know that where two or three are gathered together in God's name, he is there in the midst. So what happens when we get this many people gathered together in his name. I feel the palpable presence of God in this place. And far more important than letting our voices be heard on earth is the opportunity to make our voices heard in heaven. Now, I know that there are those who say that the efficacy of prayer does not go beyond the interior life of the intercessor. Prayer doesn't change anything. But I agree with Tennyson that more things are wrought by prayer than this world dreams of. I also believe that when we pray, humanity cooperates with divinity. My friends, there are things we will never get except by request only. There are blessings that hang on silken cords that we will never receive except by request only. James chapter 4 verse 2 says, you have not because you ask not. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus went to his hometown. And Jesus had already said, a prophet has honor everywhere except in his, own, in his hometown. He got there and the people were skeptical. He said, isn't this the, the, isn't this the carpenter's son? Where did he get this wisdom and those so-called mighty works? And one of the most startling Bible verses I know, Mark chapter 6, verse 6 says, And Jesus could not 
do many mighty works there in his hometown because of their unbelief. Not would not, could not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. In Matthew chapter 17, the disciples made an abortive attempt to cast out a demon from a boy. They were unsuccessful, of course. And when they got Jesus privately, got him uh, somewhere privately, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out the demons? And Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, because of your unbelief. Because if you had faith, the size of the grain of a mustard seed, you would be able, praise God, to move mountains. My friends, when we make our voices heard in heaven, it makes a palpable difference. So how do we do it? Mr. President, you may be familiar with this scripture because it was read at your inauguration, but it is so spot on. First Timothy chapter 2, 1 through 4, New Living Translation. I urge you, said the tent maker from Tarsus to his protege, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. We need to pray for everyone, all people, whether they read the Bhagavad Gita, whether they read the Tao Te Ching, whether they read the Holy Quran, we need to pray for all people. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants, hear this, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Praise God. What a word for those who want to make their voices heard in heaven. So how do we do this? First of all, we pray from a sense of need. I used to have about 45 seconds worth of prayer material until I became a parent. My son is here today. Then you got plenty of prayer material. Praise God. You pray out of a sense of need. My friends, God wants us to pray when we need him. Even as a parent wants to be with a child who needs him or her. The Bible says in the 50th Psalm, verse 15, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. In Philippians 4, 6 and 7, the Bible says, have no anxiety about anything, but pray about everything with thanksgiving. We pray out of a sense of need. Once uh, international bestseller, Bruce Wilkinson's book, The Prayer of Jabez, what a wonderful story. First Chronicles chapter 4, 9 and 10. The Bible says of this 
Jabez fella who prayed a powerful prayer. He made his voice heard in heaven. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother named him Jabez because she said, I bore him with sorrow. Now imagine having your given name sorrowful. Imagine being introduced, you know, Senator, I'd like you to meet Chaplain Sorrowful Black. I mean, ima imagine the pushback that you would get. Ladies and gentlemen, our speaker, Sorrowful Black. I mean, it, it, it just said, and Jabez says, verse 10, praise God, called upon the sovereign God out of a sense of need. He said, I love this prayer. He said, oh, that you would bless me indeed because every blessing is not a blessing indeed. In, in South Carolina, where my mother uh, came from and grew up, they used to talk about a show enough blessing. That's a blessing indeed. I hope the translators won't have a problem with that, but we'll, we'll help you out. Right? And Jabez said, Jabez says, I want you to enlarge my territory. You see, you have not because you ask not. And then I love it. He says, I want you to keep your hand on me. Hmm. Oh, my friends, just to have God's hand on us. We ought to pray that God's hand will be on our president. I was talking with the vice president backstage and I said, I'm praying that the hand of God will be on you. Ezekiel 37 says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. We need people who govern, who have the hand of God on them. This is so powerful. Think about that. From the beginning, the two-star general that was being threatened for court-martial for talking about his prayer life to our new president, President Donald Trump, who's sitting at his right hand, at this, this, the, the chaplain of the Senate's right hand, which he's also a retired rear admiral for the United States Navy, preaching the gospel. Yeah. And it's so exciting. We're going to continue with that. We more. want to celebrate it. We're so shocked in May of 2015, as you saw, that, that our own president was yeah. threatening, his crew was threatening to a court-martial, a major who was responsible for so many things for just talking about that he praised. A two-star general. A two-star general, over $10 billion, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But listen, it's changed. Well, there's a new sheriff in town. Yes. There's a new sheriff in town, new, a new um, president. And I'm so excited. And this is a great message. We're going to hear the rest of it right after this break. But first, I want to tell you about this offer that we have available for you. We're going to have to change our mindsets because for eight years, we've been hearing a negative narrative, things like we're no longer a Christian nation anymore. Not true. We are. We're a Judeo-Christian nation. Uh, they've been trying to minimalize the church, minimalize Israel, do all these different things. It's not true. It was a lie. We've got to change our mindsets, though, and realize to find out what God is saying. And I love what the chaplain is saying right here. He's saying, listen, bless me indeed. The Jabez prayer is coming back. That's a great book if you want to get it. But the Jabez prayer was saying, God, expand my territories. Bless me. Bless me indeed. Even though his name was not blessing, it was trouble. God changed it and blessed him. This offer we have for you is called Faith Mindset. Mindsets matter. Changing your mind can change your destiny. We're going to just send this to you, give this to you as a free gift for your partnership of any amount. Here are the details. Offer 2023, Faith Mindsets Matter. Changing your mind can and will change your destiny. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, created to be like God, in His image and likeness, 
who gives a free will to live your life, being so amazingly created. Yet not being aware of the power God has given us and how He created us can lead to a life of struggle, difficulty, and blame as we seek to discover the why to the question, why is my life the way it is? In this message, you'll discover the power the Lord has given you in your own free will in seeing when you change your mind, you can change your destiny, your mindsets, how you think about everything, God, yourself, others, food, your work, the church, everything matters. You'll find out how all these can get better when you begin to understand how your thoughts have brought much of those struggles in your life. You'll discover how someone can go through the very same experience, pain, work the same, eat the same food, but all have completely different body responses to them all because of how they thought about them. It's empowering and enlightening and a must experience message if you are ready to move on past what has held you back for so many years. Change your mind and you can change your destiny. Partner now by going to vfntv.com and choose Partner Now. Or you can write to us by mail at VFNTV. That's 40 West Nine Mile Road, number 2, PMB 360 at Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or call us at 844-408-3688. That's offer 2023. Faith Mindsets Matter. Changing your mind can and will change your destiny. VFNTV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Does an employer have to respect an employee's religious views? This is Law and Justice with Jay Seculo. I work for a local fire department, and I had made a complaint about the language and the way that the conversations often tend to go in the fire department, that they were vulgar and really not the place for this type of business. And I was told that this was the culture of the fire department. It's more of a boys' club, and that that's just how it was going to be. And I was just wondering if there's anything that can be done about that if you do find that language offensive or that you feel that it creates a, you know, a hostile work environment to work in. You know, the hostile work environment issue has been mixed with uh, met with mixed results actually in the courts. I would say that you know you should talk to the management, the supervisors there, see if you can get it resolved that way, rather than a direct head-on-head you know, legal confrontation in the courtroom. Learn more about the American Center for Law and Justice on our website at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. The word today is communication. Irene Black from Cayetta, Arizona, who's a social worker, wanted me to talk about it. Well, Irene, you're talking about something I love, and that is to communicate. The thing I want you to understand about communication today is that it's not a one-way street. Communication is not me talking and you listening. It's not me speaking, telling, directing, pointing, it's us engaged in a two-way conversation. You're talking, I'm talking, I'm listening, you're listening. We're kind of taking what I call a verbal journey, a visual journey, an emotional journey together. So often in communication, we leave someone. I see it happen all the time. Somebody starts talking, the other person's gone. Whenever that happens, Irene, just stop the communication and understand you got to connect and then you communicate. 
If I communicate and don't connect, I will always lose the audience. But if I connect with them first, then as we communicate, and communication is not me, it's we, then it will be effective. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited about this day when we're seeing a chaplain, yes. and we're going to continue his, his, what he said, and understand the, understand the president's right there at his right hand. Yes. And he, after he spoke, I mean, we heard the president on an earlier program speak, but after he spoke, the president's like, we want to keep yes. him around. I like that message. And Mark Brunette, the, the founder of uh, Survivor, Survivor the and The Apprentice, you know, they in, in the Bible series, yes. and I meant... Angel, you know, with his wife. With Roma his, Downey. Roma Downey. I mean, he's got all these names <laughs> down there, right? Well, it's amazing. People yeah. go to the National Prayer Breakfast and you think like, hey, I want to take a couple of minutes, share right. a prayer for America and the president. He's just like, I'm just going to boldly proclaim the gospel and just be bold. And it's just yeah. and everybody is awesome. And the King of Jordan was there. And one of the yes. prophetic words that you're going to be hearing from Pastor John Kilpatrick of Church of His Presence, that God woke him at the midnight hour to tell him, mm is that Jordan is going to become a sanctioned... Sanctuary city. Or sanctuary, sanctuary nation. Sanctuary nation. And it's perfectly set up. And here he, here he is right here. This is a pretty cool king, this yes. king is. But he, he's already taken people in, but it's more that he can handle. But I can see Egypt and Israel and the king of Jordan and America working together mm-hmm. to be able to provide resources. And maybe that's going to be where you know, um, uh, the uh, safe zones will be established in Jordan. We'll have more about that word. But this is so exciting. So this is being delivered in the current, the, in the face of our, our, our whole legislature that's there, you know, that come together the National mm-hmm. Prayer Breakfast of the world. And of course, cranking out through yes. VFN TV. And it's so important because remember the beginning of this program that, that the previous president was saying, his people were saying, we're going to court-martial this man for bringing Jesus up and even praying. And now this president is saying, let it rip. Yes. We want this man around for a long time. Let's go back. This is Rear Admiral Black. He is the Senate chaplain, and he's delivering the message at the National Prayer Breakfast Bar- that just happened. Let's take a look. And then he said, I want you to keep me from evil that it will not grieve me. My friends, God is no respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10, verse 34. If he did it for Jabez, he will do it for you and he will do it for me. So pray out of a sense of need. Secondly, pray with intimacy. Jesus said to his disciples in John 15, 16, I no longer call you servants. I call you my friends. God wants a relationship with us. Jesus said again in his wonderful intercessory prayer in John chapter 17, verse 1 says, he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also might glorify you as you have given him power to give to as many as would receive him eternal life. And verse 3 of John 17, this is life eternal, that they might know you, Abba, Daddy, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. My oldest son is in the audience And one of my pet peeves is he calls, and when he calls, he says, hello, Dad, this is Barry. Really? (laughs) I I mean, I've got call ID, and he's got to identify himself. 
If I get a call that says, hello, darling, I should not respond. Who is this? God wants an intimacy with us. And so in my tradition, we sing a hymn that I love. I come to the garden alone. Someone knows this hymn. While the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ears, the son of God discloses. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me, Barry, you belong to me. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Pray with intimacy. Pray like Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1 when she wanted that baby. She prayed with such specificity and such intimacy and such fervency that Eli the priest thought she was inebriated. We need to pray with that passion and fervor. Finally, pray for those who govern. Praise the Lord. Pray for those who govern. Pray this way for kings and for all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. We fasted and prayed for months during the presidential election, the presidential primary. We fasted and prayed, hundreds of us, on Capitol Hill that the will of God might be done. Isaiah 55, 8, 9, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Newsflash, God, God is smarter than we are. I, I know that startles some of you. One of the most startling verses in the Bible for me is Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. It says, and God gave Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, good guy, into the hands of, delivered him into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Now you remember brother Nebuchadnezzar was the guy who said to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, heat the furnace seven times hotter than it is right now. God delivered Jehoiakim into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Now, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He couldn't remember the dream. And he said, since you wise men can't remember the dream, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill you and kill the members of your family and make your homes dunghills. And Daniel and his friends stepped forward. You remember Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Okay? They got together. Okay? <laughs> That's right. There are African-Americans in the old, yeah, no. some of you will get that on the way home. But anyhow, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I just want to make sure you're still with me, okay? And they prayed for King Nebuchadnezzar, whom Jeremiah 27, 6, God calls Nebuchadnezzar, my servant, Nebuchadnezzar. Proverbs 21, 1 says, the heart of the king is in God's hand and he turns it any way he desires. He gave Pharaoh a dream of fat cows and 
thin cows in order to make Egypt the breadbasket of the world. And Daniel walked out to Nebuchadnezzar and said, we've been praying for you. God has given us what you dreamed and the interpretation of the dream. We must pray for those who govern and make our voices heard in heaven. I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. In fact, I grew up in Freddie Gray's neighborhood. Yeah, you remember that. Huh? My mother had a fourth grade education, the daughter of a sharecropper, an activity that Martin King called a new form of slavery covered up with certain niceties of complexity. So I grew up about 30 miles from Washington, D.C. I did not shake hands with a white person until I was 16 years old, okay? No white people in my church, no white people in my neighborhood, no white people in my school. My mother motivated my siblings and me to study the word of God. She provided us with a monetary incentive, five cents for every verse you memorized. So if you would enter our domicile, you would find my siblings and me searching the word of God for short Bible verses. <laughs> I know every short Bible verse in the book, okay? My favorite Bible verse is not John 3.16, it is John 11.35. Jesus wept. Powerful verse. Powerful verse. I love Luke 17.32, remember Lot's wife. Powerful verse. Powerful verse. First Thessalonians 5 is a treasure trove. Quench not the spirit. Rejoice evermore. In everything, give thanks. Despise not prophesying. In fact, I was, I was doing my riff on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and my mother put me on a flat rate. She said, hold it, hold it, hold it. I don't care how much you memorize, you're only going to get a quarter, okay? All right. But my mother knew what she was doing. One day, I memorized 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. I was only 10 years of age. It says, and we are redeemed not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And even at 10, I had sufficient analytical skills to know that the value of an object is based upon the price someone is willing to pay. And when it dawned on me, little, little guy in the inner city, that God sent what John 3 calls in the Greek, the monogenes, the only one of its kind, his only begotten son to die for me. No one was ever able to make me feel inferior again. Moreover, moreover, 
I I said, I got to get to know this man who died for me. So now it was not just for the nickels that I started reading the word. It was to try to find this man. And and as I searched the scriptures, it was like a a, a Zeffirelli movie with the man with no name. I I, I kept finding him in, in Genesis, he's Shiloh. In Exodus, he's the I am. In Numbers, he's the star and scepter. In Deuteronomy, he's the rock. In in 1 Samuel, he's the Lord of hosts. In Job, he is the redeemer. In Psalms, he is the great shepherd. In Proverbs, he is the beloved. I kept running into that man. And Isaiah, he's wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Micah, he is the one who's going forth of old, is from everlasting to everlasting. In Zechariah, he is the branch. In Malachi, he is the messenger of the covenant. Matthew calls him savior. Mark calls him son of man. Luke calls him the great physician. John calls calls him the word made flesh. Acts says he is the one who will mobilize us to witness. Philippians says God has exalted him so that at his name every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. First Thessalonians says he is the one who will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and Jude says he's able to keep me without stumbling or slipping and present me without fault, without blemish before the presence of his glory with unspeakable ecstatic delight in triumphant joy and exultation. And John said... I was in the spirit on the Lord's day on that isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. I saw him high and lifted up. He is Alpha. He's Omega. He is beginning. He is ending. And so because I kept meeting that man, my hope does not rest in the various branches of government, executive, legislative, or judicial. My hope does not rest in the alliances that we build. My testimony is simply this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus's blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest flame but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is the new word being released over (laughs) Washington, D.C. As you can see, it's a new leadership. It is a new, as a matter of fact, if you're wondering, because our president was right there, President Donald Trump was right there. You remember a couple of presidencies ago, Dr. Ben Carson came and he Mm. gave a speech about Jesus Christ and this stirred everybody up. Well, look what's happening now. Mm. He just nailed it. So the question is, what do you think that President Donald Trump thought of that spe- that that message, that gospel message? Well, let's just take a look. Take a look now. Thank you as well to Senate Chaplain Barry Black for his moving words. And I don't know, 
chaplain, whether or not that's an appointed position. Is that an appointed position? I don't even know if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican, but I'm appointing you for another year. <laughs> and I think it's not even my appointment. It's the Senate's appointment, but we'll talk to them. You're very your, — your son is here. Your job is very, very secure, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Appreciate it very much. Obviously, he was so excited about yes. it. He, was, he thought he could actually tell the Senate, you can go ahead and keep him yep. for, for, the, for the — he's been there eight years. But I was just, we, while we were listening to this, this awesome message uh, delivered, that it, we'll talk more about it when we get back from this break, because he happened to be in a part of a movie, we're going to mention the movie now, but he narrated a movie that's going to excite you so much, mm -hmm. because who God has put in these places of leadership, God is doing something totally awesome. But first, join us after this break. setting the stage right now. You know, a lot of people think that the president is in charge. No, he's not. A lot of people think that Congress is calling the shots. No, they're not. Or the Supreme Court, or Hollywood, or the EU, or Putin, or ISIS. No, ladies and gentlemen, none of them are in charge. Each and every one of them are simply playing their role because he is over all. He's sovereign over all. He's the one who has everything in control. They are just unwittingly serving his purpose because even when we have someone like Pharaoh who oppresses God's people, he brings them into bondage. The reason he did that is because Stephen told us later in Acts chapter 7 that the reason this treacherous king did this to our people is because the time was drawing near for the promise that God had sworn to Abraham to come to pass. That's why. Red dress like mine. Where it is. Where's Missy? Missy! Where's Missy? Sorry, Mac, they haven't seen her. Missy! Missy! Who's oh, scared? I didn't know what to do. Hostile suspect sighting. Ground teams found the truck in the mountains. I'm really sorry, Mr. Phillips. You want some help over there? I'm okay. Well, have some dinner tonight. Maybe next time. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You've lost so much already. I don't want to lose you, too. The letter showed up in my mailbox with no tracks in the snow. You're not thinking about going back there, are you? I got to do something. You know, this isn't a good idea. It's crazy, but this is all I got. Got a fire going inside if you want to warm up. Mackenzie Allen Phillips. I've been looking forward to this. Do I know you? Not very well, but we can work on that. This is incredible. He's still having a hard time believing this is real. Why did you bring me here? There's no easy answer that'll take your pain away. Where were you when I needed you? I never left you. I never 
Ain't it just like a tear to go and blur? You want me to forgive him? I want him to hurt like he hurt me. You want the promise of a pain-free life? <laughs> there isn't one. You can do this. I can't. Not on your own, you can't. This is your flying lesson. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm telling you, this was an exciting program because we were saddened back in May of 2015, yes. but excited to see all the unfolding of what it means when God's set man gets put into a particular yeah. place. And here's President Donald Trump right there, and you heard what he had to say about it, and you hear that kind of message going forward yes. from the Capitol. But what we discovered while we we're listening to his voice and hearing him, he was a narrator in the movie Monumental that Kurt Cameron created talking about yeah. the journey of the pilgrims and how America birthed and the biblical foundation of America and you see this story and you see the connection of like oh my goodness he was part he, of that so he meaning the the senate chaplain mm -hmm. very black actually was the one that said that then that particular movie was about we got to get this thing is parallel to major persecution we got to get back yeah. to our foundations of faith and now he's the one that is the is ministering to all the, he's the one that holds the prayer meetings mm -hmm. with the different uh, Republican and Democratic senators and congressmen. Congressmen. And they come together Cabinet and it's, members. It's, oh, he's over that. That's what he does. Beautiful. And the president's going, we want him to stay around for a long time. These are exciting days. These yes. are answers to prayers. That is Washington, D.C. talking about Jesus unapologetically. And it's just so, so very exciting. I want to encourage you, make sure that you connect with us and partner with us so we can actually get you that free gift. You know, faith mindsets will change your mm -hmm. destiny. We've got to get in the line with what God is doing in the world. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. But I want to be able to pray for you right now. I just want to ask you also to pray for us. We, we love hearing from you. You're writing to us and calling us. But we want to pray the Lord bless you right now. Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for our audience. We thank you, Lord. That we, right now we know that you are present with them, Lord. You are in all places at all times. You are omnipresent. And you're omnipotent, all-knowing. Father God, you know their needs and where they are right now. And I pray that each and every one of their needs would be met. Lord, that they would be inspired and encouraged for the direction of our nation and where you have taken it, Father God, and, and that they would be a part of it, God. And we ask you, Lord, as this chief justice is getting in place, God, that you would send the angel justice to go with him to make sure that he gets approved, gets on the bench, and that you end abortion in this nation. Send revival. Send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name. God bless. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at vfntv.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. You need to know in whom you believe. You, yeah. you need to know God. It's not enough to know about Him, to know of Him. 
But you have to walk with Jesus. You have to have an intimate relationship because we're entering a season that's going to be some of the, the worst of times, but at the same time is going to be some of the best of times. And you're going to need to know God. You're not going to be able to, to as maybe you've heard said, play church, if you will, as, as if you could. You're going to need to know him. And so we want to encourage you now this is the best day. Today is the day of salvation. And we want to encourage you that if you are a believer, begin an abiding relationship with the Lord. What is that? That's when you spend time with God, you, you read his word, and you allow his word to penetrate your heart. And when it does that, it transforms your life. You, you, you walk together with God. You walk united with him. We have a simple plan for you, and you can get it. It doesn't cost you a thing at iabide.org. Go there today. Go there today and sign up for this free plan, and it's kind of a roadmap to help you on a day-to-day basis begin to start setting you know, uh, that time with God as a priority. And uh, as you do that, it's amazing uh, what God will, will reveal to you, what he will show you. I mean, children are abiding, and that God's saying some of the most amazing mm-hmm. things to them, and they're writing it down. So you, mm-hmm. you just don't want to miss it.